Good morning, good morning, everyone. Good morning, welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see a few people jumping on. Morning, Sean. Morning, Alison. Nintendo. Uh, Nikhil. Good morning, team. Hopefully, you're all awesome and well wherever you are. Having a great, terrific Tuesday. Terrific Tuesday. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Like I said, I'll just do a few little intros while we warm up the old live stream. Folks, stick with me. We're going to have a bit of a bit of a chat today about the world of uh, yeah, the world of land. Land. What's going on with the land market in Australia? But before we do that, before we get into it, before we sink our teeth in there, anybody who's new, if you're new, and if you don't know me, there's my name down the bottom there, Jason Witten, Wealth Coffee Chats. Welcome to it. Uh, been catching up with uh, some cool, crazy cats just like you for over a couple of years now, and. Uh, in the mornings, around about 8.10, Queensland time, 9.10 on the East Coast. We uh, we get together each morning, Monday to Friday, and, and have a bit of a chat, a bit of a yarn about property investing, about the idea of creating wealth and building a property portfolio. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. Buy well, never sell. There's a couple of sayings around here, and if you're new, let us know in the chat. Say hello. Uh, if you just joined mentoring or if you're finding us accidentally, Welcome along. Uh, I've been property investing over 20 years, coaching property investors over 18 across Australia and New Zealand, and along the way, learned a couple of things, done a few deals. Matter of fact, over 7,000 properties we've helped our clients buy uh, and put into their property portfolios. So, you know, paid some attention, learned one or two things, and that's what uh, we get a chance to uh, hang out in the mornings and quickly chat about, and many other times as well, as you guys know, if you're in our mentoring program, uh, we get to catch up regularly uh, and uh, do some coaching, one-on-one stuff, whatever it might be. But uh, good to see all of you guys on. We've got Linda and Anne and Chris. Morning, team. Good to see you. What is going on out there in the marketplace right now? Hey, listen, we're going to talk about something in a minute that uh, I think is pretty interesting when it comes to building your portfolio. Uh, and uh, you guys know we've talked about the idea of uh, diversification. Uh, and tell me right now in the chat if you if you're there, you, if you've got a chance to get those thumbs working, or you're sitting in front of a a keyboard right now. Tell me in the chat how do you diversify in the world of residential real estate? What's the style? There's two main ways in residential investing: residential buy and hold. Residential investing. How do you diversify? There's two strategies that we deploy or we teach uh, when it comes to the property uh, investment space. Put that in the chat for me, uh, team, because we're going to talk about one of those strategies this morning, or one of the styles of property deals that we that we do, and how that helps us diversify. How that helps us get some exposure, um, and away we go. Nigel's fast off the. Fast off the uh, keyboard, different states, different types. Exactly, Nigel. Yep, and you're on it too, Alison. Well done. Um, uh, good, good, uh, good, fast um, answers there from the crew. So the idea that we can diversify across different states at different times, uh, mostly because of price point uh, and uh, tax management. Uh, Queensland's trying to make a little change in that one. We're, all, we're keeping an eye on the cheeky Queenslanders. Um, and then the different styles of properties, big, you know, often driven by budget as we go. So 
Let's dive into what we're going to talk about today and uh, we're going to talk about the idea of uh, the three types of properties and uh, put it in the chat if you want to, but what are the three types of residential real estate we can invest in? And if we do, you know, a unit apartment, um, we've got a townhouse, townhome, uh, and we've got a house, okay? Three types of deals. Now, you can you can obviously in this space, um, you know, new or old, but we're not talking about that today. We're talking about um, house, townhouse, unit, apartment, townhouses, houses, exactly, team. Yeah. So the three types of deals and uh, how we end up uh, putting that lineup in our portfolio is often driven by two things that we want to uh, make the most of, team. So if we go, all right, um, a unit apartment townhouse, new or old, you know, what are we what are we looking for? It's often driven by two things. Uh, uh, number one, our budget, oh, our budget slash buying power, a budget slash buying power, our BP, and number two, Two, um, the location we are looking to own in now, and and what does that mean? That looking so you want to be closer to infrastructure uh, and amenity, okay? Because the idea, it's great you could buy, let's say, a house, you know, out in Nowheresville for you know three hundred thousand dollars, but it's not connected to any amenity or infrastructure that you want in your investment portfolio, so. When we think about this, you know, how do we go about building our portfolio? And that's a that's a question for maybe another time. But today I want to talk about the one over here, how when we choose, when we want to choose new and house together, how do we go about, what's the combination of putting a house into your portfolio when we're looking at new purchase, new construction, new types of deals, when it comes to housing uh, team, put that in the in the chat for me. What style of investment do we choose or do we partake in uh, when it comes to when it comes to houses? All right, um, and uh, that's what I want to sink my teeth into today because this style of investment, this style of property, this style of getting a new house into your portfolio. Yep, Nintendo, it is absolutely right. Um, a house and land type of property. Now, what's going on out there in the land of the land? of land, <laughs> The house and land marketplace? Well, folks, uh, it's a very interesting time in that market because the, um, the, the land supply is absolutely polax. So let's have a quick look at this one. If we wanted to put a house in our portfolio, what might it look like? Uh, and where and how would we consider it? And then what drivers, what drivers behind house and land actually are very interesting. There's a few more, um, there's a few more dynamics in the house and land space that we can take advantage of as property investors that we can sometimes um, benefit from when it comes to growth uh, and our portfolio. All right, so we've lined it up a bit um, all right. The challenge right now is, Check out this, folks. Check out the gap. Um, 
of, you know, the combined median value of a house across the whole of Australia. Now, you know, many cities obviously are, are well above that, uh, well above the sort of 800,000 mark, you know, Sydney and Melbourne and um, Canberra and many of those places are well over in the one 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 two million. Um, and then you see the combined capital city units, you know, that's probably, there's probably plenty of places that are cheaper than 600,000. But you can see the gap. You can see a difference in the gap buying power. But if you can get your purchasing power um, up to, you know, the house market, the house purchase, then what's going on? And um, um, we want to be able to put that type of lineup in our portfolio. I'm a big fan of having all three types, uh, units, townhouses, and houses, uh, because they have some certainly some attractiveness when it comes to the income styles, locations, budgets, all sorts of stuff. You guys have heard me talk about this before. But there's a gap there. The challenge for many of us is we want to have a look at what's going on in that marketplace and put that type of property in our portfolio. Well, let's have a look at the pricing. Let's have a look at the supply chain out there in the world of land, house and land right now. What is going on in that market? Well, folks, it's a pretty interesting, um, it's a pretty interesting market to be taking a look at. Have a look at the different places. Have a look at the supply chain right now in the uh, in the market of number of months of available residential stock. Now, this is land, pieces of land to sell. So you could buy one today and start building on it. It's in absolute all sorts when it comes to the marketplace and the amount of registered pieces of land or available stock pieces of land to buy and start to build on. Now, number one, southeast Queensland right now, uh, which includes Gold Coast, Brisbane, uh, Sunny Coast, you know, out to, you know, Ipswich and so on. You know, that section, folks, is absolutely at all-time lows when it comes to the supply of land up in Brizzy. Now, if you've got yourself a piece of that land, um, that marketplace is accelerating along very nicely. Those who've, who've got themselves into the, the house and land market in previous years are very, very well rewarded. And those who are getting properties right now are still receiving momentum in that marketplace. What's the challenge right now in the marketplace? We'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know, getting yourself a piece of land in these markets uh, uh, is, is, uh, is smart. You've got momentum at your back. And, um, and uh, for you as a property investor, that is going to reward you quite nicely into the future. All right? So have a look at Sydney, the greater Sydney. It's in all sorts as well. Sydney's in all sorts in houses, townhouses, um, apartments, you know, all over the place. It's absolutely Polax. And greater Melbourne, these are the three marketplaces on the east coast. ACT, you know, the average price there is is very much out of our buying power. So let's have a quick look at what that what that looks like. Let's have a let's have a do. You know, let's say what's the average price of a piece of land. Uh, in southeast Queensland, in comparison to these these uh, uh, southeast Queensland, Sydney, and Melbourne. All right, let's have a look at what that looks like. So, if you look at this team, um, now southeast Queensland, which has got the lowest supply, um, is the most um, is the most affordable uh, on average. 
at the moment when it comes to the pieces of land. Now, it's an interesting one. Where, where will that go, team? It's it's very affordable. You know, if you look at a Greater Melbourne, which I think Melbourne's absolutely um, good value as well. But if you look at Sydney, it's undersupplied a lot, but its prices are quite high. So I'm, I'm trying to sort of weave this story here, folks. You have a look at Adelaide and Perth, which are quite cheap land. There's a lot of supply. So this is a buyer's market up here. You know, buyer's market per se. Uh, and this is, you know, a growth market. These are growth. These are growth markets. If there is some availability of credit uh, and people can afford to pay more, so for me, when you're looking at this, when I'm looking at this, when we're going, all right, what what is out there? What's looking interesting to invest in? Well, these ones here for sure. These are the. Oh, that doesn't work actually, does it? Uh, try this. These two are the ones to have a look at when it comes to the land market. Melbourne and southeast Queensland. Right now, those two locations are performing really, really nicely. So the idea that we want to potentially own um, a piece of land in the right market, for me, I wouldn't be going to sort of Greater Perth or Greater Adelaide right now um, uh, unless your budget uh, and and you can't afford a better location, you know, Melbourne or southeast Queensland certainly would be um, my choices in that sort of space, folks. So, you know, what does that mean when it comes to, you know, having a look at a few other bits and pieces in this market? Let's have a look at the um, the, the house sizes uh, across, where is it here? We'll have a look at, I think it's that one there. Um uh, a few things in this in this thing though, which is pretty interesting. Over time, yeah, let's look at this one here. Um, have a look at over time what's happened to the size of the land. You know, you, you start out at like six hundred, and now average average piece of land down, you know, four fifty across the whole of Australia, six hundred. So what's happening also is the prices are going up, but the land size is going down. That is a is a driver. That's a driver. If we do this, if we do okay, put that number two, number two driver, number one driver, which is the supply, uh, supply. Number one, low supply. Number two, your uh, prices are going up, but the land content is going down, which means if you bought something a while ago, it's more valuable now, um, and uh, you know the idea that. Um, house sizes haven't really changed too much over you know uh, a long period around about that sort of 235 to 245 250 square meters um, so we're talking about the land the land is the thing that right now is um, uh, getting smaller in different places and increasing in value in different places when it comes to the marketplace, folks. So um, for me, if we're thinking about land right now, what is the advantage? What's the opportunity? You're looking at southeast Queensland and Melbourne being still very affordable when it comes to those two primary marketplaces um, as you go. So, yep. Um, the interesting thing, though, uh, if you have a look at this, I pulled up a few charts this morning. It's a little bit higgledy-piggledy, but hopefully you're following along. This is the construction industry indices um, 
that uh, gets tracked every year. And if you look at, you know, if we look at Victoria here uh, and we look at QLD here, what's happening now, if you have a look at these these ones, this uh, in 2022, you know, it's uh, the construction increases aren't as rapid in 2022 as they are in Queensland, in Melbourne, the construction increases aren't as aren't as wild, aren't as big, as in comparison to um, Queensland. So, for me, for you, if we're looking at a piece of land right now, the front runners are Melbourne and Brisbane, and uh, we're going to be able to get those prices, those sort of house prices, anywhere from sort of six fifty to eight fifty um, in those two marketplaces. I don't think that that will stay that way. Um, for very long. Over the next five, eight years, I think certainly Brisbane will be priced out, certainly for, for the location team. Um, and uh, Melbourne right now, I think, is super value. Super value because it's been um, restricted a little bit as we're going along. Anyway, hopefully that made sense. I just wanted to you know, tune into the concept of land uh, has multiple triggers or multiple drivers when it comes to its value, number one, the supply chain is absolutely poleaxed. Number two, um, the, the average size of that piece of land is going down. And number three, the, to, uh, the time frame and the cost to construct on a piece of land um, in different locations is something that drives pricing uh, and also ultimately value as well. So hopefully that made sense. Uh, on this terrific Tuesday. There you go. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted, team. I'm off to Sydney for a few days. I'll probably be in and out for the Wealth Coffee Chats, but uh, I'll pop in in the mornings uh, just quickly to have a quick yarn with you guys, as always. But uh, I think that's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Hopefully, guys, hopefully you guys uh, stay safe. Yeah, buy now, pay later. Exactly, Andrew. Stay safe out there in the marketplace. Don't do anything too silly, but uh, don't sit around doing nothing because at the end of the day, momentum, getting your money working for you is part of the, the process. All right, team, that's it. I'm just wrapping it on now. You guys be good. Be awesome. Be well. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Take care. Bye for now.